When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Friday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR, an off-season edition of the Blitz. So we are not live right now. Spoiler alert. But you know we always still want your involvement. We'll take your questions Comments, concerns, reactions, anything you got for us as it relates to the Steelers offseason, the ongoing NFL postseason, anything and everything in between. You can get at us at Wesley Euler at the body 52. Duh. Arthur Motes, it is a Friday. It is divisional round Friday, staring us down here with a pair of games on Saturday and Sunday. How we feeling, partner? How you doing? Man, I'm feeling good. You know, I got big time action this weekend, man. We get a chance to see a division foe fall. So, you know, I can't wait to see that Sunday, 3.30. Heck, yeah. <laughs> heck, heck, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's one of those things where right now, man, it's just, I'm in that in-between phase of appreciating the season that we had. Obviously, you know, when we look and see some of the things that has happened in the postseason and we do the compare and contrast, could we match up? Should we have another opportunity or what does the future look like? I get optimistic as well, man, when I see some of these teams sure. and how they fared thus far and just the personnel groupings and how they're utilizing them. I look at what we currently have and it's like, man, I can't help but feel hopeful. So, you know, it's one of the things, like I said, it's a good feeling to have, but it's one of those things where it's just like, man, I just can't wait till we get back out there. Yeah. Can't wait till we yeah. get till we get a chance to see it again. And you know what? We'll talk, we'll talk more specifically about these division round games, these four games in our in our next segment. But I think that's a good point by you. You know, you can look at some of these teams as examples for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Cincinnati just two years ago was a four-win team. They went to the Super Bowl last year. They're back in the divisional round this year. The Eagles, you know, they 
they've been pretty consistent over the last like five or six years since right. they since they won their Super Bowl, but they did have a down year as well, too, and were able to retool that thing very quickly. The Giants, they've struggled. We know they, you know, ever since really Tom Coughlin left. I mean, they've just yeah. had a carousel of coaches, and this is their first time back in the playoffs and winning a playoff game in, in a decade, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, there's there's a long, lot of long teams. Time. Long, long yeah, time. Long, long, long time. Not long, just long not time. just not just a year or two, all right? A little, yeah, little bit of time. time. Um, there's, I think there's, you know, and, and obviously we know Buffalo has been, been pretty consistent here for a few years now. Kansas city, obviously has been in at least the AFC championship game for four straight years. But I think there's examples too, of teams that just a year ago or just two years ago, were really struggling. They've turned it around yeah. quickly. They've won playoff game, uh, here and over super wildcard weekend. So I do think that's a good point by you. That's something you should hang your hat on as a Steeler fan. We all know in this sport, um, you can turn it around really quick and, and hopefully yeah. some of those signs we saw at the end of the season will, will continue to grow here throughout the off season and into next year. Um, but yeah, we will talk about those, those four games here specifically in our next segment, but first Motsi, the news of the day, the headlines segment here, if you will, mm-hmm. Matt Canada stays. Oh yeah. You and I had said over, uh, the last two weeks that, you know, it feels like he's still going to be here. Um, that if the Steelers were going to make a decision to move on and go in a different direction, they wouldn't be dragging their feet. They would have probably, you know, you spoke about your personal experience of that. Listen, if mm. it's time to move on, they're going to rip off the Band-Aid. They're not going to let yeah. this thing linger around for a few weeks. But we did get official word. Um, I believe it came via Burt Loughton, who is, of course, you know, Steelers uh, director of communications, I believe is, is his official title. But he is, you know, in, in charge of the PR and the communications for the Steelers, if you will. Uh, but Motsi, we found out. Uh, actually, Wednesday evening, after you and I recorded our last show, yeah, absolutely. Um, that Matt Canada would be staying for this 2023 season, which, of course, is the last year of his contract. That's important to note as well, too. Uh, thoughts, initial reactions, where you, where you at now that, you know, we've speculated about this for a while. I mean, heck, a lot of our listeners and a lot of Steelers fans and media have been speculating about this since October. Um, yeah. <laughs> but where are you at here now that that we finally have an official verdict? Well, to me, man, I think it follows suit to our thought process, our train of thought throughout this season. Um, At times, our thought process was not the popular thought process, and I'm sure we're still in the minority even now, but it made sense. We said, man, if you're going to hold this guy, Matt Canada, to a two-year standard without legitimately acknowledging the context, without legitimately acknowledging the journey then you weren't going to be doing an accurate thing in terms of trying to say this guy can or cannot do this because it wouldn't be fair in the evaluation. When we talk about the transition from Ben last year, how are you gauging can Matt Canada run an NFL offense with the piece that he had there? Now we talk about this season. People want to hold a 17 game sample size over his head, but let's talk about that context. First half of the season, you didn't have everything in order. We were trying to figure out what was the quarterback situation. We dealt with some injuries. But once that got settled in, we saw everything that we've been desiring to see. And we saw it consistently. We saw it show up on the road and at home. We saw it at 1 o'clock. We saw it in prime time. We saw it in freezing weather. We saw it in regular weather. And that's the thing that, to me, said, this guy deserves the opportunity to get a full all season with Kenny Pickett in a full year to truly show how good he can actually be without making a predetermined decision, a premature judgment because of a narrative that we wanted to create because at the time it sounded cool and social media wanted to follow it. 
I feel like the team just continued to show that they don't operate like everybody else. They are not going to allow media pressure or fan pressure to influence them. They're going to do what they feel is best for them. The standard being the standard. Mm-hmm. And I just think that this follows suit. Um, and like I said, it's a great decision to me in the sense of I'm going to get another opportunity to really see how far Kitty and Matt Canada can grow and develop. They did this without even having an offseason together of full Correct. preparation. Right. Kenny was Mitch, start, Kenny was, Mitch was the guy, right? It was all no, about getting bump Mitch that. Ready. No, 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 bump that. Kenny was starting a depth chart. Well, he started a depth chart. Too. Like, <laughs> so we're talking about a guy that was starting a depth chart up until what, two weeks remaining in training camp. And then from there, you make a switch in season. They have not prepared to that level just yet. We're talking about a full offseason where now that conversation is, what do you like? What don't you like? What do you do? Well, what don't you do? Well, we broke that down. And now you're going to get a chance to really see this thing be expanded upon, see the familiarity, the continuity between those guys. And that is what you want. And now we're going to legitimately get a chance to see that. And now we're not saying that this is a Matt Canada has a full, you know, contract as long as Kenny's here, Canada's here. We're not saying that. And we're not saying right. that Matt Canada has an extension of three or four years. We're simply sure. saying that he has shown enough that it warrants him getting this final year, at least getting this year. It warrants that. And it makes the most sense. And like you said, man, we can do the hot take thing and point to different things to support that. And cool. But hey, good thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers is they don't operate with a hot take mentality. They operate with a consistency and a slow and steady wins the race mentality. And that is why their formula has breeded the success that has breeded. I think that's well said. And I, I listen, I know a lot of I know a lot of our listeners. I know a lot of Steelers fans, even some Steelers media. They've been clamoring for some bigger names. And I'm not listen, I'm not going to knock that. I, I understand how it is. I, I know we, we all do this in different whether it's with a coach, whether it's with a free agent, whether it's whatever, whether it's a recruit that you and I want to go to our favorite universities. You I mean, know. for some people, they do it in their relationships. They'd be like, hey, man, right. you know, it, it always look a little greener than for some exactly um and 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 sometimes that works out and sometimes it doesn't but but i think you're right even even if you're somebody who has absolutely no faith in in matt canada let's 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 go that direction right i think those things you just laid out there's at least some some reason to i I won't even tell you to be optimistic but at least let it play out maybe right and i i think you're right i think a real off season for those two is a benefit for kenny pickett even if it doesn't work out this season to the tune of a division title, a playoff berth, some postseason wins, you know, maybe even a run, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think we could all be sitting here a year from now. And even if the Steelers are on the market or are hiring a new offensive coordinator um, and, and we'll still say, you know what, though, Kenny Pickett grew like that. That, mm-hmm. that was good for Kenny Pickett to have the continuity of the same offensive coordinator of the same quarterback coach to know that he's the guy throughout this entire process to have the full time to prepare now that his rookie year is over and he's not buried on the depth chart and he's not doing all that head spinning rookie stuff that, that, that is from, you know, the process of, of going to college to getting drafted to playing out mm-hmm. your rookie season. I think that there, there can be tangible benefits there as well too. And that's, you know, listen, I'm not naive, Arthur Motes. All right. I've been doing this for a little while. I'm in my, I'm going to be 32 here in, in, in about a month. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not naive anymore. All right. I know how this works. 
I know guys, they don't come out in the media or in podcasts or whatever and, and crush their coaches and crush their teammates for the most part. I mean, occasionally that does happen, but for Some the most do. part, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, right? They, they give diplomatic answers. They say the right thing. So again, I, I don't want to be naive, but I tell you what, from everything you're hearing and everything you're reading, it sounds like Kenny Pickett was on board with bringing Matt Canada back. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a guy that he's had a relationship with since 2015, 16. Yeah. When Matt Canada was recruiting him at Pitt, I mean, I tweeted out on Wednesday night when the news broke that Matt Canada was going to be staying. I tweeted out, there's a picture of those two from eight years ago. I mean, standing in Kenny Pickett's living room, he's like 17 years old. I mean, they they, they both yeah. look about a, They both look about a decade younger. I mean, that's how far back they've known each other. And obviously, Matt Canada ends up leaving Pitt after just one year. So it's not like they had a long time to work there. Right. But when you're a rookie... When your head, as, as you've outlined many times throughout the, the five-year history of this show, from, from, your, from your last year in college to your bowl game prep mm-hmm. to, to, to combine and pro days and interviews and mini can, just it's a process that's, that's a 16-month process that, that, that doesn't slow down at any time. I think for him to have a guy that he's comfortable with, that you said, they can text back and forth and say, Kenny could say, hey, you know what? We did this last year. And I really liked it. And I think we can build upon it. We did this last year and it didn't work for me. I don't think it fits my skill set. Let's, 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 let's move away from this, or at least maybe hone this in differently. Again, I think there's real benefits to that. I do. Um, I told you last week when the Steelers are standing on that podium, winning their seventh Lombardi trophy, hopefully one day soon, I'm not convinced that Matt Canada is part of that process, but I also know it, it it is a it is progress, right? You've got to get there. You don't just take those leaps. Um, you know, some sometimes you you need the Mark Jackson before you need the Steve Kerr. I don't know. That's probably a bad example because I think Mark Jackson probably didn't get the the full opportunity out there in Golden State. But 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 I got, what you're saying though. But right, yeah. like Mark Jackson deserves credit for what yes. they built in Golden State, even if he wasn't he standing was a part on the, of the foundation. Yeah, it, exactly. Foundation. And and I think right now you can you can certainly convince me. Um, that, that this is all part of laying the foundation. And and like I said, I, I know Kenny Pickett's not going to come out, the type of guy that he is, the type of organization the Steelers are. He's not going to come out and say, yeah. yeah, Matt Canada stinks, I want him gone. But he does genuinely seem um, like he wanted to work with the opportunity to continue to work with this guy throughout the offseason and into next year. Yeah, and I'll say this. Um, players don't always come out and say negative things about their coaching, but they also don't come out and say positive things either. And that will be the one thing that I would say um, just from experiences when you don't like a coach, you're not going to go out your way to say anything positive about that guy. You're going to keep it as cut and dry as, you know, it, we've got a good hey, relationship. We've got yeah. a good relationship. That's my coach. And you kind of leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. But you could see he was talking a little bit more, man. He was definitely, you know, more optimistic. And like you talked about, like they have a personal relationship and that matters. That goes a long way at this level. And I know, at times it's it's one of those things where media and fans do like to minimize it or don't think that that matters because it's hard to understand it. But for the people like myself who was privileged enough to live this, that does matter. Mm-hmm. Relationships matter. And I know we might say this guy's name and he might have a better track record, but if this guy has a better relationship with this coach right here and vice versa, that's who they're going to roll with because that's more important. I'd much rather have you feeling good. And now we're able to have you playing at your best versus we got this guy who's a great coach, but you guys don't click. You guys don't mesh. You resent him because, Hey, he's here because your guy's not, we don't need that. 
that's not conducive to a successful atmosphere. And I think that the team understands that more importantly, coach Tomlin. And like we said, this is a one year thing right now. So in that context, if you move on from him, then it makes sense. It's a lot easier to have that conversation with Kenny, regardless of how he might feel. Whereas right now, what do you think Kenny's saying? Man, I'm finally getting comfortable in here. We <laughs> finally done built this thing. We finally got this thing clicking. I'm doing it the way that he wants. He's doing it the way that I want. And now we're going to reset it. Now we're going to blow it up for a whole nother dude, for a whole nother set of expectations, for a whole nother set of filling out period. It's like, nah, man, let me just grow. Let me have some continuity early on in yep. these real developmental stages of my NFL career. And then we can go from there. And I think that Coach Tama understood that. And I also feel like for Coach Tomlin, the trust element between Kenny hmm. and Canada, hmm. I do feel towards the end of the season, we saw that expanding from him. And what do I mean by that? Just in the sense of how we would operate later in games, how he would allow those calls to be called. Don't get it twisted. Matt Cannon's the offensive coordinator, yes. But the end-all, be-all decision maker is Coach Tomlin. Correct. If Coach Tomlin doesn't want that ball in the air, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to be a run. Correct. So when you're talking some of these late game scenarios and some of these throws and some of these concepts where it's like, man, Kenny's really having to display what he can do. That also is the green light from Coach Tomlin because he started to trust them more. Mm -hmm. And to me, I just see that more so expanding as well. Instead of us not having to wait for the final four minutes call. in a game. Yeah for it to really feel like the offense is opening up i do feel like now we'll be able to see that happen a little bit sooner because we won't have to have this can he do it or not and that's is a great point or not? A great because point. we've seen it now that's a great point by you that's you know I, I think you know the the biggest question i think uh, most of us media fans everybody in between alumni like yourself yeah. <laughs> i think i think the biggest question most of us asked that we wondered throughout the season was Okay, the conservative nature of the offense, right? Mm -hmm. Is that because that's how Matt Canada wants to run the offense? Or is that because it was a directive from higher up in the organization of we've got the defense, we believe we can run the football, we've got a rookie quarterback, you know, this is how we need to play to win games, which again, proof was in the pudding, seven and two down the stretch. Kenny gets comfortable and run game improves. You get TJ back and a little bit healthier on defense and look what you were able to do down the stretch. That formula did come to fruition. You know, that was something I think a lot of us wondered both watching the games. We wondered out loud on shows like this on social media, different things was how much, you know, how much of that was really Matt Canada's decision. How much of it was just uh, again, a directive from this is how we're going to operate this season. Yeah. Well, we're really going to get the answer to that now going forward, right? Because if it is, if it's still a, if it's still a conservative offense that doesn't take a ton of shots down the field, that isn't really trying to hit the explosive mm -hmm. plays as much as they are minimize the errors. Okay, well, well then we'll know. Um, but if this is the growth that we're all hoping for, if Kenny Pickett takes that second year leap, if Matt Canada now in his third year as an offensive coordinator, his fourth year in the NFL, now he's you know going to really have 
a quarterback that fits his mold to work with for a second season, because as you mentioned, Ben Roethlisberger is a hall of famer. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is without a doubt, the best quarterback that Matt Cannon has ever worked with, but he was later in his career. He was obviously with his age, a little more limited in his mobility and some of the things that they, that they wanted to do in that offense. Um, It was the, it was the old dog, new tricks thing. Right. Um, And now again, all that's out the window. Kenny is in year two. He's going to have a full off season to prepare. Um, Matt Canada now is it should be fully ingrained and comfortable with his skill set and that kind of you know relationship the back and forth that they have. That's a that's a great point by you, Motsi. We're we're gonna get a lot of answers this season yeah, as to as to man. the questions we've been asking about this offense. And hey, if it works out, fantastic. You extend his contract, you've got your guy. If it doesn't, again, I still think there's tangible benefits throughout this process yeah. for Kenny. And then maybe you go and you say, All right, we need to go find our Brian Dable. We need to go find our Frank Wright. You know, we need to go find one of these offensive gurus who can really come in and take Kenny and this offense to the next level. Yeah. But that that to me is the exciting part is that a lot of the questions that we were asking last year, I think now we're going to get to see play out this fall. Yeah, and I think that's what you want. And that's – I don't think that that is a hopeless thought. I don't think that that is a concept that is uh, dated or antiquated. I think that that is something that makes sense in this scenario. The timing of it where this roster currently is, I just think it makes the most sense right now. And obviously the team follows suit with that, which is why they're doing it. And like I said, man, we're not going to just act like this is all positive because I can understand why people sure. would be sure. questioning it. Can this offense produce the numbers that you would want them to produce from a statistical standpoint? I get that. We feel like it can based on the sample size that we focused on. I know other people are going to focus on just the numbers of 17 games or just the numbers of over two years. This is one of those concepts where when we talk about statistics, not always telling the full story, (laughs) this is what we speak on. When we talk about statistics, not being the end all be all, this is a prime example of that because the numbers in this context will have you feeling differently, but the film on this same concepts will tell you a different story. And that is the thing that ultimately, you know, the team is focused on. And that's been the approach that we've kind of focused on as well versus just the numbers, because yeah, the numbers aren't going to be pretty, but we can say that about a lot of people as well. Ain't in the sense truth. of yeah. how some of the numbers might look really good, but we're questioning the effectiveness of them. And then in other scenarios where the numbers aren't good, but people are praising these players or praising these coaches. It's just one of those things that we currently deal with. And like you talked about the other day too, man, office coordinators, man, is something that everybody hates, right? Everybody hates. Level, everybody hates their OC, man. Everybody, everybody hates their OC. We don't throw it enough. We don't <laughs> run enough. We don't score enough points. It's that simple. All right. We're not aggressive enough. We're too aggressive. It's that simple. <laughs> everybody's going to have an issue. So that also is at play, I feel like, at times. <laughs> uh, that, listen, everybody plays mad and everybody thinks they're yeah. the best. Everybody thinks they're Bill Walsh, right? And yeah. they're, they're the most innovative. No, 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 no. The, the, the other part is this. Everybody is elite with clock management, too. What you mean? How you not figure out the clock is rolling? What you mean you ain't going to take a time out? Why you let the clock run down like that? Like, bro, all you're thinking about is the clock right now, huh? Must be nice. <laughs> You're not worried about the clock, the personnel, who you have available, what situation is it, who you plan to call, what call you feel confident in, what's the defense going to be, man, uh, what hash are we on, right? Oh, you ain't worried about none of that, just the <laughs> clock, though, but that always kills me. Man, if you don't get this clock, I do, I do the clock all the time in Madden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. You, you keep doing that clock on Madden, baby. You keep doing that. Yeah. That's why we love. That's why we love football. Everybody thinks they're an expert. Hey, um, absolutely. You know, every everybody, and and you know, I've made this reference before too. Football, like any other sport, we we take every single game and man, we dissect that thing like it's the frog in ninth grade biology, yeah. right? I mean, we we lift the hood up from that car, we check the engine, we check the oil, we evaluate the the carburetor and the transmission, mm-hmm. and every, I mean, every little aspect of every game is dissected. We got all everybody's got all twenty two film and and all these different things now. Um, it's why we love it. But yes, I I, I think it's a good call by you. Um, that it's one of those things. Everybody just, everybody always wants the offensive coordinator to be better. And Hey, I, I get it. It's, mm. it's to me, Motsi, it's the same. Like <laughs> everybody in basketball complains that their team doesn't shoot well enough at the free throw line. Right. Every, everybody in hockey complains that their goalies glove hand stinks. Like there's just, there's, there's something for, for every sport that every fan base is always, always, man. those poor offensive coordinators. It's, it's, it's always their fault. Uh, but Matt Canada, win. they can't win. They can't win. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see if the Steelers can can do some winning and take some steps forward here. Obviously, a lot that's going to play into that process. We're hoping, though, that uh, that this team is going to take another step forward. Offense, defense, special teams be back in the postseason next year. We do have postseason action this weekend. Obviously, it's to me one of the best weekends of football. You get two games Saturday, two games Sunday. Usually at this point, you, oh, you maybe know I'm be- excited. You maybe weeded out some of the pretenders, right? And, and and you've got some some real teams here at this point. You know, we can't wait to watch them ball the weekend. Ooh. Oh, I love Ooh. it. I love it. So when we come back here on the other side, we will talk about those four games. We'll give some thoughts. We'll give some picks and some predictions as we talk a little divisional round on the other side. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 